My brothers and sisters, today is the fourth Sunday of Easter, which is also known as Good Shepherd Sunday. Today is also a very special day for our youth who will be making their first Holy Communion. Such occasions are a reminder to us all of our faith in the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist, that we may be renewed in our love and devotion to the Blessed Sacrament in which Jesus is present in his body, blood, soul, and divinity. What a beautiful day for our youth to make their first Holy Communion on Good Shepherd Sunday. Jesus is the Good Shepherd. He laid down his life for his sheep and now has risen. He continues to watch over his sheep and guide them, leading, leading them always on that path that will lead them home to heaven. Jesus reminds us that the sheep hear his voice. It is the voice of Christ and his alone that guides us through the turmoil of this world to the shores of eternity. We must recognize his voice so that we may follow him alone and not be deceived. How does Christ speak to us? He speaks to us through scripture, through his vicar, the Pope, through the teachings of the church. Christ wants us to listen to his voice that we may not be deceived by the voice of strangers, false shepherds and thieves. He's speaking of the influencers of our time that contradict Christ, his gospel message and the teachings of his church. We must be very clear. The teachings of the church are the teachings of Christ, guided by the light of the Holy Spirit. There is no teaching in the church that is man-made. It is rather the Holy Spirit giving clarity and light to the truth that we may be guided on safe paths to eternal life and not be deceived. It is not always popular to follow Christ and his teaching, but Jesus was not popular in his own time, and in fact, he was put to death for his teaching. We must not allow ourselves to be deceived or influenced by any voice that contradicts Jesus Christ. These voices can come to us from all directions, from the internet, television, radio, music, movies, magazines, books, or politics. They appear as modern, cool, or hip, yet they contradict the teachings of Christ, which causes great harms to souls that are misled and influenced by a spirit that is not holy, but unholy, that which rebels and contradicts Christ and his teaching. These voices can even sometimes come from friends, work colleagues, or family members. Christ is warning us that these voices steal, slaughter, and destroy us as they lead us away from him. Jesus tells us we must run away from these voices and that it is his voice alone that we are to follow, that he alone is the gate by which we will be saved and enter eternal life. Throughout history, the voice of Christ has not always been popular, and this is especially true in our own time when sin is glorified and the gospel teachings of Christ are mocked, ridiculed, 
and even labeled as evil doctrine. These are individuals not following the voice of Christ, but the voice that seeks to contradict Christ and lead the sheep away from eternal salvation. Jesus says very clearly, whoever enters through me will be saved. His voice alone is the voice that leads to eternal life. There are those who say, it doesn't matter what voice I follow or what I do. Jesus gives us clarity and truth by teaching us that his voice alone is the voice we are to listen to and follow, for his voice alone guides us to heaven. Jesus and Jesus alone laid down his life for me so that I could have eternal life. He suffered for me and died on the cross to wipe out my sins. If there was no such thing as sin, Jesus would not have had to go, gone to such great lengths in his suffering and death to redeem, to redeem me and save my soul. But it is because of sin and the offense it causes God that Jesus suffered and died for us. It is not always popular to follow Christ, but I and we shouldn't seek popularity. I want to follow Jesus and him alone. If it means that even if the rest of the world turns against me, so be it. I will not be ashamed or afraid to follow Jesus and to go against the world because Jesus was not ashamed to die for me on the cross. I will not apologize for following Christ and defending his teaching because he alone is the path to eternal life and salvation. And nothing in this world is worth losing heaven. Though I may be weak and stubble often, he alone is my shepherd. His voice alone will I follow. And when I stumble and fall, this good shepherd heals me through the sacrament of confession. And he feeds me with heavenly food, the bread of angels. He gives me himself in the Holy Eucharist. Dear children who are making your first Holy Communion today, remember that Jesus loves you and that he is your shepherd. You have been preparing for this day for a long time, but you should know that Jesus has been waiting for this day from all eternity. He has been waiting to give himself to you that you may have an intimate union with him through the Holy Eucharist. I know if I would ask our children what is the Eucharist, they would know that the Eucharist is not a symbol of Jesus. This is not a symbol. It's not a pretend Jesus. It is really Jesus. It is God. Jesus is present in his body, blood, soul, and divinity. It is the closest we come to heaven on earth. This is our faith. This is the unchanging teaching of the church for over 2,000 years, that Jesus, the Eucharist, is Jesus. I would not be here in front of you as a priest if I did not believe that the Eucharist was our Lord and Savior truly present. Our shepherd gives us this heavenly food. The last Eucharist we receive on earth is called Holy Viaticum. What does this word mean in Latin, holy viaticum? It means 
food for the journey. It's a beautiful phrase. What is the journey? The soul is about to leave the body and depart on its journey towards eternity. And so what is the food for this journey? It is Jesus who, who gives us himself to be our food, our strength, our consolation, our friend, and our Lord. Thank Jesus for this gift, dear children. After you receive him and go back to your seat, is a time to talk to Jesus. Thank him and to tell him you love him. Ask him to help you to stay close to him. It is an intimate moment after Holy Communion to rest in the presence of Christ and to be filled with his divine life and light. It is one of the most important moments for our prayers to be heard as Jesus is truly present in us through his Eucharistic presence. It is also a time to thank him, to ask for an increase in his divine light and love in our life that we may always correspond, correspond with it. You know, Padre Pio once heard the confession of a man, and this man confessed serious sins. But the man said afterwards that the only thing that Padre Pio, uh, Padre Pio uh, admonished him was is that he didn't make thanksgiving when he went back after receiving Holy Communion. And he had committed serious sins, but he said, Padre Pio chastised me to make my thanksgiving when I go back to my seat. May every communion throughout your life, dear children, be filled with love, joy, and peace of receiving Jesus as if it was the first time. Through the Eucharist, we become closer to Jesus and hopefully more like him as he transforms us each time we receive him. It is for this reason that the church encourages us to frequent Holy Communion. Not only can we receive Jesus at Holy Communion on Sunday, we can receive Jesus every day of the week. And even we are permitted to receive Holy Communion twice in the same day, stressing how important Holy Communion is for us to be our strength and assistance in a world which is filled with temptation and contradicts Jesus Christ. The Holy Eucharist is the remedy to keep us faithful and to provide us supernatural grace, courage, and strength to follow Jesus. Today, may we all be renewed in our commitment to follow Jesus Christ. He alone is our good shepherd. He alone is the one we want to listen to and follow. St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta had a very special way to prepare to receive Jesus in Holy Communion that I want to share with you. Before she received Holy Communion each time, she would ask our Blessed Mother for her Immaculate Heart. Why? Because she wanted to receive Jesus with Mary's heart. She would say, Blessed Mother, give me your heart to receive Jesus, that I may receive Jesus with your love, your purity, your joy, your reverence. And why is that? Because no heart loved Jesus more perfectly than the heart of his mother. May Mary give us her heart today to receive her son and to follow him, our good shepherd, faithfully.